0: Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm one of your hosts, Carly McBride, Marketing Program Manager. Today's episode of Order Up features a re-release of a vital episode from last year. The Serve Safe Dining Commitment is an initiative from the National Restaurant Association's training and certification team aimed at assuring customers that your restaurant follows recommended reopening guidance and is ready for business. As you begin a fresh new year, you too can participate in this initiative by joining the ranks of restaurant brands like Bonefish Grill, Outback Steakhouse, Bloomin' Brands, Golden Corral, and Little Caesars. You can also find more information at ServesafeDining.org. That's S E R V S A F E dining.org. Finally, Order Up Season 2 is coming soon. Be sure you are subscribed to order up on your favorite podcast service so you don't miss our first episode of Season 2, releasing on Monday, February 8th. We'll be talking about our hot-off-the-press 2021 State of the Restaurant Industry Report, which provides some incredible insights and trends for the coming year. You won't want to miss it. Now, over to my colleague, Helen Jane Hearn, to discuss the Serve Safe Dining Commitment.
1: Welcome to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Helen Jane Hearn, Senior Director of Content. Today we're exploring the Serve Safe Dining Commitment, an initiative from our training and certification team. They're the team that also creates the Serve Safe Food Handler courses. The Serve Safe Dining Commitment assures customers that a restaurant is committed to carefully following the recommended COVID 19 safe operating guidance. This commitment is a public declaration of your restaurant's commitment to protecting your customers. For today's episode, we spoke with Sarah Bray, Director of Workforce Development here at the National Restaurant Association. We also spoke with Roy Hinojosa, Division President with Golden Corral Corporation. We start by talking with Sarah Bray, architect of this program, to understand more about what it's all about. So Sarah... Tell me a little bit more about what you do for the National Restaurant Association.
2: Sure. As Director of Workforce Development, I support our strategies around training and certification, focusing on solutions to upskill and retain more of the workforce. In addition to our best in class food safety training, we have a large portfolio of career development solutions. And we quickly responded um, to the pandemic with a variety of training tools and resources to help restaurant owners and workers, giving away over $14 million worth of training to over 900,000 individuals, including three new COVID-19 precautionary courses from SurfSafe that are still available for free. That's fantastic.
1: Tell me a little bit about your background and how that might have prepared you for this job working with the SurfSafe Dining Commitment.
2: Well, I'm a restaurant gal. My family owned a restaurant for a time when I was young, and throughout my career, I've had an opportunity to work just about every position from frontline all the way to the executive level. I've always enjoyed the busyness of the restaurant environment where no one day is the same and you get to know your community and really become a part of that heartbeat. Um, It sounds like you have
1: been very busy supporting the industry with the COVID training and, and just all of the work that the Serve Safe team has done over the last six months. How has that work resulted in this Serve Safe dining commitment? Maybe you could start by telling us about what it is, and then you can talk about the work that went into it.
2: Yeah, well, our research indicates that while diners are ready to come back to restaurants, a safe dining experience remains top of mind for them. So to answer those concerns and encourage our guests to return to the dining rooms, that's really why we developed a Surf Safe Dining commitment. The commitment represents restaurants who are dedicated to offering a safe and welcoming experience, and it helps to reassure our patrons that the restaurants they love are opened, trained in new sanitation and safety procedures, and are committed to the health and enjoyment of their diners.
1: And so how does that fit
2: in with the Serve Safe training? Absolutely. When you see the Serve Safe dining commitment logo on a restaurant website, menu, or door, you have the assurance that the restaurant has publicly declared its dedication not only to training staff in safe food handling, but also in establishing new guidelines for safe dining. So in addition to having a manager with a valid food protection a manager certification from Surfsafe, and at least 75% of the employees trained with Surfsafe Food Handler, these restaurants are also using the COVID-19 precautionary courses and adhering to the National Restaurant Association and FDA reopening guidelines, as well as any related state or local laws. So they've done their homework is really what it's showing. They've done a lot. Yeah, really founded in good core training to keep the patrons safe and reassure them.
1: And if I was a restaurant that wanted to get involved, how would I go about doing that?
2: Yep. Operators can visit surfsafecommit.com where they can read all about the commitment and register each location. Once they're registered, they'll receive a link with a toolkit to help promote to their community. Um, This includes the logo decal, which can be probably displayed at the restaurant or on the website or menu. And it also puts that location in a database that patrons can search to find local restaurants that are participating.
1: And is that S-E-R-V safe?
2: It is S-E-R-V safe commit.com is our operator facing website.
1: And so you had mentioned that there was additional training for restaurants that wanted to take the dining commitment. Could you go over what that was again and how that's different than the regular serve safe food
2: handler training? Sure. So the commitment itself, um, the foundation of this commitment is the National Restaurant Association's reopening guidelines and the FDA best practices for restaurants during the COVID-19 pandemic. So some key areas of focus um, include training the staff to the highest standards in food safety and the COVID-19 precautionary best practices, such as frequent cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting those high touch surfaces, but it also has things like monitoring employee health and personal hygiene and implementing social distancing procedures. So.
1: A lot more safety, FDA and National Restaurant Association guidelines. There's a lot more into it than the regular food handler. Correct.
0: And we
2: have all of those resources, which we keep up to date. And we put those all in a simple link. The operators can just click on it and get everything they need to know. We even have it down to the state level. Excellent. We'll make sure to put all of those in the show notes. Um, On a
1: personal level, you said you're a restaurant girl, grew up in restaurants, What do you miss most about being in restaurants?
2: Oh, my gosh, so much. Restaurants are like a sanctuary where you can escape the busyness of life and just relax and enjoy good company and food with family, friends and community. This used to be something that we took for granted. And when it was gone, we really felt that loss. We really miss being able to go out to our favorite local restaurant and just enjoy that sanctuary. Um, now going out it feels more like a major event and everybody looks forward to it, including myself. And it, we really missed our favorite places. What are, you very, what are you most hopeful about
1: when it comes to watching the industry come back, watching restaurants reopen? What's giving you hope right now? Well,
2: the last few months have been devastating for our industry. There's no doubt about it. We've suffered massive job loss and billions of dollars in revenue but we're a resilient industry and now's the time to make our comeback. We're in this together and we'll continue to push ahead offering safe dining, amazing food and love for our communities. That's great, I love it. Um, so you've already
1: told me if, if you are interested in being a part of the Serve Safe Dining Commitment, you go to
2: surfsafecommit.com. We have two websites to support the program. Surfsafecommit.com is the operator site where restaurants register and make the commitment. SurfSafeDining.org is the consumer facing site where patrons can learn more about the commitment and search for local restaurants who are participating in their community.
1: That sounds like a way that you can help make sure that you're making the safest choice when you go out. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time today, Sarah. I'm excited to see the
2: SurfSafe Dining commitment roll out across the country. It's my pleasure. We are a resilient industry and we will make our comeback.
0: MFHA is focused on advancing racial, ethnic, and gender diversity by supporting our member companies to learn, grow, and connect by creating an inclusive culture and improving business outcomes in the communities we serve. For more information on ways MFHA can serve your diversity and inclusion needs, check out MFHA.net or email infomfha.net.
1: After talking with Sarah, we wanted to understand more about why a restaurant may get involved with the Serve Safe commitment. We wanted to know more from an operator perspective. So we were lucky enough to talk with Roy Hinojoso, Division President with Golden Corral Corporation, to hear more about their experience with the commitment.
3: All right. So my name is Roy Hinojosa, and I'm Division President with Golden Corral Corporation.
1: And tell me a little bit about your background. What do you do for Golden Corral? Uh,
3: Well, what I do for Golden Corral now is, as a Division President, I oversee a part of the country. we're split into three different divisions. I oversee about three-fourths of the map, to be honest with you. I start in about Michigan and go all the way to California. And I oversee about 150 franchised restaurants.
1: And is that for food safety in particular, or is it more broad than that?
3: Full operations. So I always say from food to P&L.
1: So I know that Golden Corral is a part of the Surf Safe Dining commitment with our mm-hmm. Surf Safe food safety team and our certifications that we offer through the Restaurant Association. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you decided to participate in that program and how that benefits Golden Corral?
3: You know, early on in the pandemic, we talked about uh, trying to find some kind of program that would allow us to all participate in. And interestingly, our CEO, Lance Trinari was uh, on the board with the NRA, and, uh, and he said, I think we're going to do something. So when this came up, we were very anxious to get involved right away. It benefits us because... Surfsafe is a standard industry. Everybody in our industry knows about Surfsafe, and even our operators, it's such a sense of pride for them to be involved with Surfsafe and what this means for them. They send me pictures of their walls with all the certificates of participation on the wall that just serves as a daily reminder for them about our commitment to being clean and safe, and also shows as a demonstration to our guests of our commitment to be how truly committed we are to operating a clean and safe restaurant. We know that through current industry research, that reassuring guess that restaurants are clean and safe is now more important than ever.
1: Yeah, that's definitely what we see in our research as well. Is that that confidence in safety is huge. So, what are you most excited about when it comes to getting back into restaurants?
3: As a member of the industry, I, I miss visiting with restaurant operators, listening to their challenges, and helping them become better operators. Is what I live for every day. But even now, as a consumer. You know, I miss being around people who are just happy to be out. I miss seeing families that are celebrating events or just being together. I miss taking my family out to, you know, for a great meal at one of our favorite spots. Those are the things I miss most. Yeah,
1: I didn't realize how much I was going to miss being just in the same proximity as celebrating people.
3: Isn't that true?
1: Like that brought me so much delight. And I just, I haven't seen it in six months and didn't know that was a thing that I really, really enjoyed.
3: You're right. Just seeing families and seeing young children, you know, my kids are older, seeing young kids and how excited they can be and just to be out and just commuting with your community, you know, is is what I miss so much. And even in airports, I never thought I'd say that, that I'd miss an airport, but even airport dining <laughs> jokes and just watching people, I miss that part.
1: No, mind. and that I I, you know, the vibe of an airport right now is very somber and very yeah. serious and it, it didn't used to be that way. So yeah. I'm looking forward in airport
3: for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and then my last question for you is what are you hopeful about when it comes to the restaurant industry?
3: Since our industry employs such a large segment of the American workforce, I'm most hopeful the vaccine is developed quickly so that we can find our way back, find our new normal, whatever that's going to be, and resume restaurant operations. But in the meantime, I'm hopeful that our operators will stay focused on being clean and safe uh, to gain that trust with our consumers. And as a member of the buffet category, I'm hopeful that consumers realize that we're a very safe segment in our industry, that our open kitchens and our large floor plans allow us to implement these enhanced safety measures very easy.
1: That's right. I never thought about the space that that category has as much, Mm -hmm. much larger than many of those smaller
3: restaurants. You're right. When we did social distancing, we're like, oh, this is easy for us. Our (laughs) walkways are so wide and and, uh, we were just really able to accomplish those things. And our guests that have come back have all been so positive about the changes we've made and how good it feels to be in one of our restaurants.
1: Well, that's great. I just, I want to say thank you for your time today. Anything else you'd like to say?
3: Uh, you know, just that I, I hope that people uh, will return and understand that the restaurant segment, our our segment of the industry is, is clean and we're safe. And we're so proud to be part of this NRA certification process. Helen, thank you so much for having me here to, with you today.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Cultural
0: intelligence means having the knowledge, skills, and abilities necessary to effectively and appropriately engage people from different cultural backgrounds to deliver better business results. MFHA delivers cultural intelligence programs specifically for the food and hospitality industry with membership programs, live and virtual trainings, consulting, products, and events. MFHA focuses on talent solutions, risk mitigation, and strategy development. Learn how your company can gain cultural intelligence by visiting mfha.net or email info at mfha.net for more information or to request a consultation.
1: It was great to talk to Roy and Sarah about the Serve Safe Dining Commitment. We'll see you at servesafecommit.org, right? Thanks for joining me on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Helen Jane Hearn, Senior Director of Content. Subscribe to Order Up through your favorite podcast service or learn more at restaurant.org slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Episode produced by Dante32.